welcome everyone to another episode of Friday PM. You're so welcome wherever you're joining us from in the world. For our regular viewers, welcome back. Good to see you. And for our new viewers out there, uh, you are welcome to Friday PM. We hope that you enjoy this series, this program today and the whole series uh, and all that Friday PM has to offer that God will touch you and bless you mightily in Jesus' name. Well, I'm here today with my wife, Charlene. I know, Dan. This is becoming a regular yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, and I hope it continues. It's, yes. it's fun. I love it. Yeah. Well, we're not alone today because we're joined by Stephen Evelina Shippey, all the way from West Greenwich in Rhode Island. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Good evening. Good evening. And... Uh, well, we're looking forward to our chat, and thank you for making the time. We know that you guys are busy. Uh, you're always busy in God's vineyard doing one thing or the other, and so thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to jump right in, because I'm, I mean, we're so excited about the topic today, about waiting on the Lord, and for some viewers uh, that might not know the ministry of Einstein, well, we have to give you a little bit of background to give it some context. And of course, Stephen and Evelina, uh, they were both in Vinesong a uh, couple of moons ago. Uh, Evelina, you were there for how many years total? It was uh, pretty much about 10 years, a month or so uh, underneath. But yeah, I was with Vinesong 10 years. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Faithfulness. Yeah, yeah. Steve, yourself? Yeah, about about three and a half, four years. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're going to start with your journey because uh, part of your testimony and your journey with the Lord and your walk of faith and even getting to know one another and how God brought you together is really part of the topic that we're speaking on today. So uh, we just thought to maybe ask you, you know, Share a bit of your testimony about how the Lord brought you to the ministry. And, yeah, you had to really wait on God, didn't you? Maybe, Evelina, if you can start, perhaps, uh, sure. with your journey. Yeah, so, uh, just briefly, so I was born in communist Bulgaria. I can just want to go back a little bit to that. So, uh, I was nine when we escaped with my mom and dad, and we immigrated to move to Sweden, so all my upbringing was in Sweden, you know, you did your school and, you know, um, but then there was always a longing to, in my heart to be a missionary. And, and I never really knew how that's going to work, how it's going to look like, uh, you know, you always have this, oh, you know, Bible school is only for the, for the pastors and, the, you know, the, the big shots out there. And, you know, but that was another thing, waiting on God, like you get this idea, but you don't know what the next step is. And I always found out that God will always show you the next step, but I have to do something about it. Uh, he didn't tell you three or four steps. He gave you one step. And then do I take that step? And then he will show me the next step when I choose to take that first step. So I was like, you know, 18. I don't know what to do. You know, I went back to, to Sweden, to Bulgaria a couple of times to be with my grandfather grandparents had a really good time. God just provided for me to go back uh, and really just see, still communist during that time, but just to see and feel the heart. So when around 18, the Word of Life Bible Center came up and I had opportunity to go there. But before that, there was a conference 
and they were saying, you that really hunger for God and you want to want to serve God, come forward and come to the altar. And I just felt this like, you know, my heart was beating. And I said, I need to go forward and just surrender my heart. God, whatever you need from me, I'm willing to do that. So I did that. And then they said, if you want to go to Bible school, this was July. If you want to go Bible school, go deeper with God. It's a, it's, we have a lot of openings and that was in August. So I said, wow, that's like a month and a half. You know, I feel I should go Lord. So I took that step, did the application, didn't know where I was going, where I was going to live, but I took that step, got approved and then God, boom, 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 boom. I got the apartment with my other friends. I got a side job and I went to Bible school there for, for a year and God just prepared me for things to come. Uh, so that was for me the first step of waiting on God and also being faithful to take that step. Um, then after that, I was working with, with an evangelist, Christopher Alam, for you know almost five years, four and a half. And then what's really amazing, the communist you know, world regime broke down. Remember the, the Berlin Wall? And I had an opportunity with another lady to sing in, in Bulgaria on the big stage. Um, and she and I were going to sing in Bulgaria. So here we are in Bulgaria, it's a huge conference. The wall is down. All ministries are coming in. Um, and who is there but Vine Song? I didn't know anything about that yet. So here we are, she and I are singing in Bulgaria, sharing, and then this is John telling me afterwards. He said, as soon as you went up on the stage, there was a knowing in my heart, she's the one. And I said, John, she's the one, what? I didn't, I didn't get that. <laughs> but then he explained to me that they had been praying for an alto singer for a long time. And as soon as I started to share, uh, you know, it was my heart that John saw. And I think God is always going to look for the heart. He's not going to mm. look for your talent. He's not going to look how clever you are, how well you play, what high notes you can reach. All that is natural, which is fantastic. But unless you have the heart, you have the call of God, all that is not going to matter anything. I mean, we look at David, right? All his brothers were handsome and strong and they could conquer everything, but God, God said, David is a man after my own heart because he had a heart. So no matter what we are going through, God is always going to look at the heart. And then, you know, after that, John approached me and he said, Evelina, do you want to join us? And I had no clue. I never heard a vine song. So uh, I went back and I said, I need to pray about it. You know, that's the first thing. I'm going to pray about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go back to Sweden and, you know, to be honest, I didn't pray about it. I was like, yeah, I think I'm comfortable where I am. I was having my own apartment at my car at that time. I was part of a ministry. And then John called me, I think about a couple of months after. And he said, Evelina, have you prayed about it, you know, to come and join us? You know, we need to have a decision. And I said, no, John, to be honest, I haven't. Let me pray about it and I'll get back to you. And I prayed about it, and I sensed a peace. 
and always go to my mom. Mom, can you pray with me? Can you stand with me in, in, you know, in this what to do? I don't know the group. I don't know who they are. I don't know. I'm going to England. I have no idea. Like in the natural, it's like I'm by myself. I'm a girl. You know, at that time, like 20 years ago, plus more, 30, uh, it was kind of, you know, it, it was it was tough. Um, to, to know to go to a place when you do not have not heard much about it. But I felt a peace uh, about it. And I said, John, I'm, I'm coming. I'm going to take this step and I'm going to, you know, join you. And just give me a little time. I need to sell my car. I want to get rid of the apartment. And boom, 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 boom. Uh, all those things came to place. One thing I just want to tell you, in the beginning when you are kind of searching uh, everybody, yeah, all, all your friends are cheering, right? That's how I felt. As soon as I made a decision, the enemy somehow started to, through people, started to put doubts. Are you really sure that you made the right decision? Is this the right path? Do you know where you're going? So I felt like my decision was challenged through some of my closest, you know, friends, families, so I had to stand strong. Okay, no, God has said this. I see that everything that I put out, the God, you need to take care of this and that, they were just lining up. And then I had to take that step and, and do it, you know. So all I'm saying is be, don't be afraid when you have made that step. Uh, sometimes your decision will be challenged. So you need to go back in your heart and just, okay, God, this you said this, you said this, and I'm gonna stand firm uh, on that on that promise. And then I joined Vine Song, and you know, it, to be honest, it was not easy because there were so different cultures and Swedish and Bulgarian, you know, the language barriers, and it's so different. So I had to learn, uh, you know, how to how to be understood, how to understand, you know, because you know languages. You can be misunderstood. Please, it's not a... I remember, John used to like all the time, Evelina, please. Because me and Isaac, Isaac is another one from, from Holland. That's not a part of our vocabulary. <laughs> please was not a part. I have to learn to say please after each sentence. <laughs> because that was the culture. And as Paul always said, you just have to you know, become all things to all men, wherever God puts you. So it was a lot of learning, a lot of dying in me, uh, a lot of, you know, adjusting, uh, you know, coming from, and, and Bulgarian, also the language, I don't know if you, it's like Russia, it's very harsh, you know, and people think, why are you always like screaming and shouting when I talk with my mom? I said, no, I am talking. I am using my life. I'm using my hand. This is how you speak. <laughs> But somebody from the outside, sometimes, you know, we can talk and, honey, why are you shouting at me? I said, I'm not. I'm just like full of energy. <laughs> so, you know, with that said, I had to learn a lot of things. And, and, you know, John was really gracious and, you know, all the team and always there to, to encourage and to uplift. And uh, it was an, a wonderful and always like, when I was in the midst, like, God, what are you doing? What are you training me for? And I see now, like, mm -hmm. God was training me for us to become ministers and pastors. I didn't know that when I was in the midst of it. 
There was valleys. There was hardships. There was difficulties. At one point, it, I wanted to give up. I wanted to be honest. But God was just instilling me and with John as well, always encouraging me, Evelina, don't do anything out of emotions. No, you know, don't do anything drastic. Um, you know, and that was such a wonderful wisdom from, from him, you know, and just to surrender. When I did that, that was like after three years. I said, God, I'm surrendering. And even, even also like, I was getting, you know, up there, 28, 29, you know what I mean? I uh, had a lot of, you know, who to marry, who not to marry. Everybody's like, how, how are you going to find somebody, Lena? You're traveling the world, right? How are you not in one place too long? And I always says, no, God is going to bring, you know, my husband to me or he's going to bring me to him. You know, that was my confidence, and so whatever you're holding on as well, don't give up. God is going to bring you to that part. God has no limitation. The world is his. So at, at one point, Vinesong was going to, to do a tour in U.S. And we landed in, um, in Phoenix, Arizona. And from there, we were going to minister in one of the bigger churches. And one person that came that helped us to set up and carry the equipment, who was it? But my husband, Steve. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's funny how you watch the journey that God gives you. And, um, you know, you look back over your shoulder and you, and you wonder if God was there. But you realize if you just sit long enough, you realize that he was in every aspect of our life, taking us to a place mm -hmm. that he needed us to be without our even knowing. And uh, I think waiting on the Lord is such an aspect of, of anybody's life, let alone if you if you're interested in serving God. It's the only way that you're going to be able to get it right. Because if we if we try to get ahead of him or if if we're looking for our own avenue, we're going to do it our own way. But God is he's so perfect in all of his ways. And there's a losing of ourself in this process yeah. of waiting on him. And um, it just takes a lot of losing yourself. And I think if we if we took time to realize how much we, we need to lose, we then grasp the goodness of God and. I, I, I had given up on the whole dating thing, it, tried it, went down the scene, disappointment <laughs> after disappointment. Eventually you wake up and you think, well, I've just been doing that my own way for so long. And I literally gave up on the dating scene. And, and it wasn't till then. And I think God needed to get me there um, <laughs> when he had my whole heart. And, and when he got my whole heart, his best plan was then activated. And I just said, God, I'm just going to serve you. And, and I don't want anything in return. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you my whole heart. Wherever you take me, it'll lead. I remember in Vine song, John would have us share a scripture at the end of our concerts. You probably still do that. And for whatever reason, night after night, it would be if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then everything else will be added unto you. And I just felt like, Lord, I had gotten to a place where I just put you first and there was no other agenda in my life. And it was at that point that I realized with me giving all of myself to him, serving wherever opportunity rose, led me to the, his perfect plan. And his perfect plan included a pretty perfect wife. Uh, and and oh. that was unexpected. We had traveled together, Evie and I, on the road and, and we were friends and we served each other and we were busy. It's Vine Song, you're all over the place. But one day I woke up and the Lord said, that's your wife you're serving with. 
And oh. it took me by surprise. It was like one. It, it was a. It was a wake up. And I, I boldly said, "Lord, if this is really true," and and then He puts the things in your heart that you need. The the loving relationship came to life when He said so, not when I was trying to develop it. Um, wow! And it was so much better on His terms than mine. And and I guess that's all I have to say. But Vine Song was just a, you know, it was a proving ground. I think it was a. I think it was a graveyard. In a lot of ways, well, you, you just learning to die to yourself is is ultimately <laughs> what he wants of us because he's got something so much better. And I think when you when you turn to God and you just have the one agenda, Lord, do what you have to do to, to take me out of the picture so that your perfect love and will in my life can come forth. That's when you really start to live. And uh, mm. we had a lot. It, it, it was good. It was good. And everything's a proving ground. Amen. Amen. So you guys, how old were you? So you finally got married when? You, you were what age when you, when you got married? I was 36 and he was 37. Was it something Amazing. like that? Yeah, it was. 35, yeah. 36. Yeah, I think it was like that. Yeah. Amazing. And then you were trusting the Lord for a, for a family, I suppose. Or how, tell us about that. At that point, we, you know, we, we were on the, the road and busy with Vine Song and traveling and um, being with families at the time, the Lashley Bobs were with us and we watched how they were raising their kids on the road and we're like, that's a gift that not everybody has. And we knew that wasn't our call. Uh, so we, we stepped off the road and we came back to where we first started. I first started here in Rhode Island. Uh, and our heart's submission heart. We're like, God, we're just ready. We're going to regroup. And if you want to call us as a family somewhere, we're so ready to go. Um, and in the meantime, you know, we were we just got involved with the local church and just kept busy because that's what you do. Uh, and then before you know it, we we had we had children and it wasn't one, but it was two. There were twins. It was a boy and a girl and it was Insta family. Um, and then interestingly enough, because we're serving the Lord. Within a matter of a year, an opportunity came to, to open up a church that had been dormant, had been shut down for years. And the Lord gave us an instant church with an instant family. And we knew instantly that there were roots that he were putting down. And it was obviously not our plans at all. Uh, but to have a family within a family, we had, we had the two kids. We were bringing them up in the Lord. We had a, a church family that literally just embraced us um, and our children as well. And we just watched how God faithfully um, gave us an opportunity here that we would have never imagined. It was beyond our scope of imagination. Still missionaries at heart, but honestly, New England's a mission field, so he knows where to call you. Mm. It's so amazing to me because, you know, it, you feel you're waiting for so long. And I was mentioning it earlier where you are in a, you feel you're in a valley and you're just, all you're doing is you're eating this vegetation all around you. You're filling up on uh, all this lovely visit, vegetation, but you're in a valley. You can't see past these mountains that are surrounding you. And it feels like ages that you're waiting. And the moment God looks on you and said, now's the time. Now you are full enough. You have waited on me. You have prayed. You have um, been faithful now. And when that instant moment happens and you get starting to go up that mountain, which to me is discipleship because <laughs> it's, it's a climbing, it's, it's a chiseling, it's getting your, it's getting your character in line with your gifting so that 
it can carry each other so that it can sustain each other. And then the moment you get to the top is when boom, everything, I like how you did it, said it, Evelina, boom, 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 everything just falls into place. And then you have to get going. And then you realize, oh my word, how am I going to do this? And the Lord reminds you, the Holy Spirit says, guess what? You're so full of my word. You're so full in the waiting that now just eat of that. The Holy Spirit brings to remembrance all that Jesus has taught you. And now, fast forward all these years, you're in Rhode Island and you've been pastors of uh, your church for how long now? 15 years. 16. 16 now. Yeah, yeah 16 years. Mm. Just turned 16. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. What is your advice? Someone might be watching and they're really waiting on the Lord, whether they're waiting for uh, a life partner, waiting for a business to turn, waiting for an opportunity, um, yeah, waiting to be healed, waiting. What? How do you wait for God's perfect will? Yeah, I think to be waiting is not to be idle and not to do anything. Uh, it could be whatever it is. If you're waiting for a partner, I would say do not compromise. Don't just say, okay, mm. I waited so long. I have to, you know, go somewhere else and, and look for something that you know is not God's God's best, uh, you know. Or if you're waiting for a, for a job or if you are in the ministry and you're like, God, I'm full, I want to do something. I would just encourage Keep on being faithful. Whatever God brings for you to serve, just take those steps. Cleaning the kitchen, cleaning the bathrooms, whatever is there, be faithful because God will look for those things. Uh, and just keep on praising him in the midst of, of the valley. Stand on God's promises. Keep on living. Keep on walking with him. Keep on holding on to those promises because God is a God, as you said, Charlene, suddenly, he's a God of suddenly, something happened, but it's our, this, that, that waiting that sometimes you want to give up because you don't see it, you don't feel it, nothing is happening, and then, you know, you choose something that is not God's best, and you pick up the next best, which you know it's not right. So uh, my just suggestion, keep on being faithful, keep on serving the Lord, keep on praising and keep on doing whatever he puts in front of you at that moment. And he will bring it to pass. If it's, if it's a spouse, always, always look for a character, look for, for things that you will see in that person because everything else will fade away. But it's the character and the love for Jesus It's the love of Jesus that you needed that person and that is going to sustain you in the midst of difficult times. Yeah. I think um, God's given us his word. And, and the more that you spend time as a Christian, the more you realize that the word of God is such a gift to humanity. Um, and you learn that it's your daily bread <clears throat> and you find yourself feeding on the promises of God. And I think through the hard times, through the valleys, that he's, he understands we're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But his word sustains us. And, and if we learn to hang on to a promise and learn to meditate on the good things of his character and his nature, that he'll always remain faithful. Even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. So we just have to hold our head up in those hard times, in those dry times and say, God, you're still God. You're a God of promise. You promise this. 
I know many of us have had visions or thoughts of, of things, gifts that God would, would plan on giving, but his timing is not our timing. And as we wait there, we have to just say, God, you're faithful. You remain faithful. Even when I can't see it, I believe it. And you hang fast on his word because his word will never return void. That's his promise. Um, and it's dry times it is. But, you know, it's funny if you read Paul's writings in the New Testament, the word thanksgiving, the thought of thanksgiving, the prayer of thanksgiving is found everywhere. And it's, it's only because you, we know his character is good and his plans for us are good. We can't see the time, the how and the why. But we have to just by faith say, God, thank you for even what I can't see because you're faithful in the midst of it and you remain faithful. So a heart of thanksgiving through the hard times, leaning on his word in those hard times and trusting because he's faithful. We can all say that. God is good, I say to my congregation, and everyone says all the time. And then we hit those trials, and it's like, is God still good? Well, he's always good. And we have to remind ourselves and remind each other that you're going to get through. God's faithful, and he loves you very I, much. I like that. It, three points. God is faithful to use his word and to trust him mm. while you are there. Trust in his faithfulness. Trust in his word. He's faithful. His word trust mm. i'm taking that for myself um just maybe someone's watching and they're thinking well i didn't wait on god you know we've got such an instant culture haven't we mm. if you don't want a partner you can click and and click on the one you want it's almost like shopping uh from this country this language this tall this color hair it's 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 terrible <laughs> but we have such an instant culture what would you say to someone to someone who's listening and They've blown it. They've really strived and they haven't waited on the Lord. How do you how do you how do you go back to that to that place where you how do you turn the tide? Yeah. You know, I, we all make mistakes. And, and that's what the love of God does is is He's He's ahead of us. He knows our heart. Mm -hmm. He's a good father. And and I think the one thing that we learn as Christians as we grow that He He's He is good. And he loves us with an everlasting love. Our consequences sometimes carry weight. and But his faithfulness to us is always enduring. Um, so go to, to be able to, to walk out of an, a situation that you know you've blown it, you can go to him as a child and say, Father, look at my heart. Look at my life. Forgive me for my sin. And, and he is so quick. It says he's faithful to forgive us when we confess our mm -hmm. sins. And he's so willing to do that. But we have to recognize that, Lord, I missed your best point. I love Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, just acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And you know, that's true whether you're a child and, or whether you're a senior, whatever it is you've gone through, whether it be the valley or the mountain, he will direct your path. And we're so dependent on just trusting and acknowledging him. Lord, I acknowledge you as my Lord, and you see my life and how I've, I've walked away, and yet here I am today, and I need your perfect will for my life. I acknowledge you. And then it's a listening thing, because he always gives us a way out. No matter what kind of box we seem to put ourselves in, he's like, I love you, and I'll give you a way out. And then we learn to follow the voice of the Spirit, because when we're led by the Spirit of the Lord, that's when we taste and see how good God is. And he promises that he'll lead us no matter what mistakes we've made. But sometimes it takes a reevaluation. Sometimes it takes a repentive heart. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just going back to square one, God, I, I blew it. And, mm -hmm. and it's not like you're telling him anything he doesn't know. 
because he knows our character and our nature, but he loves us with an everlasting love. And I just believe that um, in, in this culture that just wants it so instant, the waiting is so important. But if we acknowledge him in the waiting, his promise is that he will direct our path. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I can just say, uh, say something, uh, Danny and Charlene. I was thinking um, we have to come to that term, even like waiting, if it's for a spouse or something else. You have to be content in yourself instead of looking for, okay, he or she is going to satisfy me or that job is going to satisfy me. You have to come to terms no matter if I'm going to stay single the rest of my life. God, you are my fulfillment. That's number one. And then if it comes to me, you know, later, that's going to be adding something. But my fulfillment always comes from God alone. Um, and I think many times we just jump ahead. Like you said, it's really instant. Um, yes, I trust God, but I'm going to help God. And, and we, we, kick, <laughs> we, we, we kick in that gear. I'm going to do it my way. And I think that's where the waiting is. Waiting is to be attentive, as, as my husband said, to what God tells me to do. Mm-hmm. And then I do it. Not that I, I'm going to you know, try to do it my way. I'm going to help God. No, it's the other way away, uh, uh, other way around. Uh, I wait for him to direct me. And then I respond to that by faith, even if it sounds foolish in the natural, because many times God will give you something to do. And in your natural, you're going to kick and scream. That doesn't make sense. That's not realistic. That's the word we hear over and over and now. This is not realistic. No, it's walk of faith. We are called to be people of faith. And I love what David said in Psalm 27. I would have lost hope if I did not believe to see Mm. the goodness of God in the land of the living. Don't lose hope, precious. Keep on trusting him and believing in him. Yeah, praise the Lord. I just want to add one last thing just to say it. It just translates through through everything, doesn't it? Even through our finances, because many people don't want to wait for God to bless them. And then many people take out loans or they have that really nice car that it wasn't the right timing for it. And I look at both of you and being full-time missionaries, you, you didn't earn anything. So during that time of your life, you didn't say, oh, well, you know, Steve, like you'd say, well, I'm a... I'm going to be a husband or I'm a man now in my 30s. I'm got to earn some money. Uh, you waited on the Lord. And look look how God's just keeping on looking after you, providing for you. And in his time, he also knows when you can handle it. You know, if you just get your license when you're 16 and someone gives you a, gives you a Ferrari, I don't, think, I don't think that's going to do you any good. No. It'll be fun though. But it's not going to, you probably wrap it around a tree in five minutes. Uh, but in God's time, <laughs> in God's time, if he gives you something in, his, in the right time, you know how to look after it. You can you can treat it the right way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, one thing that we learn as we grow and as we go in the Lord is is back to his word. His word is faithful and it's true and, it, and it's medicine. Um, and if we learn to use it, it works always for the good of ourselves. Not that we're doing it for our good, but his ways are perfect. And when it comes to finances, you know, when, whatever you sow, the Bible says clearly that that's what you reap. And God wants us to be sowing continuously. And, and Charlene's good point 
was that, you know, we sow in the, in the valley when things are rich and real, but when we get on the heights, we then depend on the harvest. So if we continue to sow the positive things, and when it comes to finances especially, God's like, you, you sow into my kingdom, you tithe into my kingdom, and you watch how that tithe will produce a fruit that is beyond what you could imagine. But we have to be faithful in the small things. And we have to continue to give of our life and ourself and our finances. And, and that's when we can feel secure about every area of our life because we've sown it and entrusted God with these small things. And we watch how faithful he is because he is faithful in every way. Oh, Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much. Uh, our time have, have gone so quickly. But uh, before we close, uh, please, could we ask you just to pray uh, for someone, feel free to go with, with God, uh, one of you, both of you. Uh, I, I know there's needs out there. Someone might be watching and there's a reason why you are watching us today. So just receive this prayer. So if you can release us in a prayer, that'd be wonderful. Thank you. Amen. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we lift every heart. We lift every person watching or hearing this message today that you will encourage them father that you will uplift their soul if their discouragement lord that you will come with your rivers of living water and just nourish their soul lord that you will uplift them to not to give up but to continue to hold on to your hand which is your provider and be close to your heart which your heartbeat, Lord, beats for every person, Lord, listening. And Lord, I thank you that you will continue to meet every need. You continue to help them, Lord, in the midst of difficult time to lift up their eyes where their help comes from. Where shall my help come from except from you, Lord, the God maker of heaven and earth. So I thank you, Lord. I pray that you will flood every soul with peace that passes all understanding, with grace and mercy and, and, and goodness of God, Lord. I praise you. And we, we come against any discouragement. We come against fear in the name of Jesus. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of a love and a sound mind. Continue, Father to inspire every listener, continue to help them to serve you with all of their heart and mind and soul, Lord. And when they do that, you will provide everything else, Lord. I pray for your healing touch in every area, financially, physically, emotional, relational, oh Lord, financial, spiritual, deep wounds, Lord, that you will come with healing balm and bring healing and restoration. You are good God, and we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I just pray for those that may have stepped out of turn, that chose not to wait, Lord, and re regret their works, Lord. Father, I ask you to reach out and touch them, Father. Give them hope in a future, Lord. That, Lord, that they would find themselves before you, Lord, acknowledging their sin before you, repenting of their own works, their own efforts, that have led them futilely down the wrong path. But you said, if we acknowledge you, you will direct our path. So Father, I pray that you would pick up your children now, those that have, re those that have repented before you, and you will give them a clear path of the yes. future, Lord, and that you will be their hope, God. 
Thank you for your goodness, Lord, in their lives, God. Thank you for giving them a plan and a purpose, Lord, to prosper them and not to harm them. Lord, be with them as they make these wise decisions and they sow the seeds of faith to a God who is faithful, even when we're faithless. Lord, bless them today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. That was so anointed. Yes. Thank you very, very much. Wow, I feel encouraged. And I'm sure you do too at home, wherever you're watching us from. I'm sure you say amen to that prayer. Well, thank you. Well, we hope to see you in person sometime soon. We've been meaning, we, we thought we would, but uh, God's, we're waiting on the Lord. <laughs> 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 yes, we are. <laughs> and meanwhile, oh, well. God is just using you differently. That's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, God bless you. You and your wonderful family, uh, Samuel and Isabella, and Isabella, your lovely children. Oh, we love them. They're part of our extended Vine Song family, as are you. And uh, thank so you. We, hope, we hope to keep in touch. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Thank you, Charlene and, and Danny. It was a pleasure to see you all. I know, Evelina, when you were in Vine Song, you sang the song a lot. Uh, we should pick it up again. We were, we were talking about the song just the other day. And so you, you mentioned God's joy being our strength, praising Him. Uh, so be uplifted as we leave you with a song called Joy. And uh, with that, we're saying goodbye from all of us. So God bless you. See you next time at 5 p.m. Thank you, Steve and Evelina. God bless you. See you next week. Bye-bye.